another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. This is the podcast where we talk about bicycling for the fun of it. We're going to have tales from all over the nation. So come for the bike, stay for the fun, and leave with the where's my pancake at this week. <laughs> did, you, did you wake up the last couple of days and, and not know where you were? And you, Murph and I were having the, this discussion that there is this emotional thing on like Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday that you're like still in love with bicycling in <sighs> Iowa. And it's not there. You're back to work. I mean, Monday, you're kind of going through the motions. But by Tuesday, it became real. Oh, man. It's, uh, you know, they call it that large syndrome, you know, life after ragbri syndrome. And it's real because if you work it, if you support it, if you, you you know, ride it, uh, any of those things, you wake up, you know, days afterwards and you're you're in a complete funk because you're just – what do I do with myself? I mean, I mean, what do you, you know what? It's it's five o'clock in the morning. I woke up just for the heck of it because I heard the the cowboy door slamming or, or uh, <laughs> in my head, or you know, where, where's my bloody Mary at seven thirty in the morning? You know that that doesn't happen in the regular office meeting. So so those those things uh, are real. The sound of a of the sound of a zipper sets you <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. It. So so it's real. Yeah. It's it's absolutely real and. Uh, You'll just have to wait another, I don't know, 345, 50 days, something like that, until it comes around again. Um, I don't know if you caught Ben Kiefer's bike shorts, um, but he asked the question to everybody, um, if you could live in two universes, and this is your only two choices, Ragbri 365 days a year, or never Ragbri again, which one would you choose? Ooh. And everybody's like, huh. Well, Ragbri, of course. <laughs> did anyone pick the other? No. No, no, nobody okay. did. Nobody yeah. did. They're like, well, you know, I got to make money somehow, but, you know, if I could just do the ride and still have an income, yeah. sure. That, that, that sounds kind of a couple of realists. That sounds like bunch. something like out of a Marvel, uh, you know, movie there with dual universes and all that. And, um, you know, can you can you jump to that universe whenever you want, you know, or or – you know, right. so that'd be kind of cool, you know, in the middle of February to jump to a different universe, like a Ragbri universe. Sure. Jump in, jump <laughs> in for a quick pancake and a, you know, uh, cold beer, you know, by 7 a.m. Sure. That'd be good. So I'm, I'm going to dub uh, this uh, day next year. We'll, we'll figure out a day, Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, it's National Where's My Pancake Day. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got day zero. That's before, or, or Ragbri Eve, as I call it. And then you got day, you know, day uh-huh. one through seven, and then the day after. And then 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 there's yeah. really no numbered days. You know, there's like, there's like Boxing Day that comes after Christmas, you know, and there's you know, there are things like that that you know the uh, the epiphany that tells you to take down the Christmas tree. You know, I mean, there, but there's no uh, uh-huh. there's no ragbri epiphany that I know of. So that tells you, okay, you know what you need to you need to clean out that little cooler that's been sitting in your garage because it's going to have mold on it or 
or you know yes you you need to wash the bike shorts that are that are you know shoved in your garage somewhere mm-hmm. that that are really starting to smell so so there there's probably needs to be something that's uh you know a week after rag bride that's a i don't know or a fortnight after rag bride that you say okay i gotta go back to reality i, I don't like it but it's time right people have no idea what um, we're talking about if they've never ridden this thing because you know they're like what, what are they so, talking about so I do need to give a shout out to all the listeners that came up to both me and to Murph and and uh, recognized us by mm-hmm. voice. I thought that was amazing. Um, all I had to do was say a couple words, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you're the guy from the <laughs> podcast." And and it's a cool feel. You know, we got some fans. Yeah, it's out a there. cool feeling. Um, yeah, I've had one or two in my in my day. Uh, kind of distinctive voices, each of us. Um, but you know it's it's kind of a kind of a cool feeling. So I've, I've been called a, a you know a couple of new monikers along the way, which is kind of kind of cool. I've 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 been you know because everyone's had their you know little monikers of this. You know Benson was the wagon master. You know you had Inspector Greeny. Um, you know Karis was uh-huh. um, you know Grandpa Grandpa Ragbri. So I mean everyone had you know the Iowa mm-hmm. boy. They all had their. Uh, but um, I I don't know how many times uh, I was labeled Mister Mister Ragbri. This this is Mister Ragbri, kind of oh, like Mister. And I'm like Ragbri. I don't know if I like that. Um, I, I I was trying sure. to push that Ragbri czar before, and that didn't go over yet. So um, <laughs> just TJ works pretty good. But um, but it's kind of funny. Everyone comes up, right. you know this this is this is the rag by big kahuna there and or you know so i mean people i'm going to start writing them down next time that i get called something different this is you know this is the rag guy or uh you know yeah, yeah. so it's kind of mm, you know and there's other people who probably have some other derogatory terms which is kind of kind of neat in itself so <laughs> but but occasionally i get hey you're that guy in the podcast so which is which is usually an accurate statement yes Yes, that would be me. I'm I'm one of the team, but it's it is pretty comical to exactly. hear hear all the kind of stuff. Hey, you're that you're that JT guy on the podcast. Yeah, very cool. JT, JP. yeah, JT. yeah, Mister Mister Timberlake, yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> so hey, uh, so so back to the the previous week. What was your favorite uh, moment? Anything stick out? In it your was mind? just it's hard. So it's much. Tons so of stuff. I mean. It's just it's just unbelievable how many things that you're like wow could it get any better or I mean I I really liked when the rain stopped that was kind of cool and the sunshine sunshine nice. came out for the rest of the week um, that was really nice mm-hmm. that that made everyone happy mm-hmm. um, you know I I think I, I look back I mean one of the one of the highlights I I think was um, we had Trooper Conrad. Um, you know, work, work on a gentleman, brought him back from, from the dark side. And, um, you know, when you have a life-saving moment like that and, and, you know, the guy was obviously in cardiac arrest or some, something along that, those terms. And for him to just quickly think and, you know, administer first aid and, um, you know, get ready with a defibrillator, that's just incredible. And, you know, you you have right. countless stories like that during the week of just heroic actions, and that one just 
you know, we usually hear our amazing ambulance team and, and people like that that are bringing them back. But here's a, you know, first responder, you know, person with that orange flag at the intersection just waving you through. And, you know, he was called that day to to perform some magic. And uh, he came through in shiny colors. So th- that was one of my favorite moments, I think, yeah. of just a pure... You know, I mean, what it would mean to that that family and that you know to to br- bring a person back is just, um, I mean, that that's got to be the highlight in my book right there. Yeah, uh, Davis Finney on stage. I thought that was one of the coolest oh. moments of the week too. Um, somebody that's that's um, had such an amazing career in, in bicycling. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't want to use the word suffered, but uh, he has the Parkinson's disease and able to get on stage and smile and, uh, um, interact with the crowd and ride his bike that day. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing, uh, for somebody that's got Parkinson's to be able to go out there and do that. And the entourage of people with Parkinson's that were with him and with the foundation that week. That's amazing. And, and hats off to Chris Brewer and team to, oh, yeah. uh, to make all that happen. That was, I mean, Davis cool. was digging it. I mean, I, I, I talked to him quite a bit and, you know, the first day of riding, he was just like, wow, that was just absolutely incredible. And then the second day he rode the, the next day as well. He rode a, a half day and, oh, um, and he, he, as he was going to the airport, he's like, I really don't want to leave. You know, I want to, I want to come back. And so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, even, you know, here's a guy that's been on the biggest stage in the world in the cycling industry and he was touched by his first rag bride. So that's a cool, that's a cool sure. thing when, when you get a nod from, from, I mean, an absolute legend in the cycling world. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than Davis Finney and He's like, wow, thank you for letting me come to your event. It's like, geez, I'm like, no, thank, thank you, Davis, for all you've done in the cycling world. And to, to grace us with a, a couple of days of your presence was, was you know, just awesome. Cool, stu- cool stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. Mike, Mike Wolf did a nice job up on stage, didn't he? His... Oh, man, that was touching. I mean, he and, and what a... What a tremendously nice guy to go out and, and I mean, he was, he was just another participant. I saw him at the beer bus hanging out with his buddies. and, and uh, uh, But if somebody came over and said, hey, can I get a picture? He did. He was just so cool about it. Um, yeah, there's just so many, uh, so many really cool people that uh, uh, just hung out. And, and that's probably the yeah. beauty of, of Rag right. Price, that you can... You can make it your own. I think a lot of people take that attitude as, um, you know, the people that are that are known in the public eye, and they come on Ragbri and that persona. I mean, they can just they can just be like any, everyone else, and for the most part, and you know, you, you go yeah. unnoticed. But then after a while, it's you know, oh hey, there, there is Mike Wolf, or, and but you're right. I mean, just what a gracious individual, and he's he's got that Iowa upbringing that he he he's humbled and. Um, I mean, I can't say enough good things about um, my encounters with Mike, just a superhuman being, and wish him all the best, whatever, you know, his his show's been on the air for a long, mm-hmm. long time, traveling the back roads, and, um, but the man likes things on wheels. I mean, he loves the motorcycles, he loves cycling, and uh, I tease him, I said, I'm going to introduce you as the as the former time trial champ of 1989, and which he was, 
and a, and a former bike shop owner. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, no one cares about that. I'm like, yeah, they do, Mike. I said this. I said, you. Yeah. there's probably someone in this audience that, that was second place, and he's still, you know, <laughs> kicking himself that, that he didn't beat you. And, <laughs> or there's someone that came in when you owned your bike shop and, and, and bought their first bike off you, you know. So there's – it's pretty cool uh-huh. to have that that uh, Iowa cred, if you will, that that goes back in time instead right. of just, oh, he's he's flying in for a photo op. No, he was here with his high school buddies to do what everyone else was doing, you know, stop at the beer bus, yeah. get a pork yeah. chop, you know, get in the unicorn, whatever. So it's a good job. Yeah. Uh, no, hats off to you, TJ. This was a fantastic route. Um, I, you know, we heard a lot of people saying, oh, it's a south route and that means hilly, uh, but nothing but joy. Uh, uh, the towns were um, the best sized and the best spaced on a route. Um, you know, the hills were the hills, but uh, people were like, you know, this is, uh, this is more fun than yeah. a lot of things that you could be doing. Uh, you know, I can, I can suffer uphill if I can enjoy it. You know the rest of the ride so much, and and uh, I think uh, I think that was the whole week. Is is it just kept getting better as as time went on? Um, whoever your weather oh, yeah. is too, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to hats yeah. off to them. Another another great one. <laughs> well, the the, the whole because we the whole thing about training. I mean, people that that actually trained enjoy drag bryce so much more mm-hmm. um you know we go into our, our our earlier week where we actually go out and ride ride the ride and, and some of us struggle because it's early june and there's headwinds and stuff like that but you know i mean if guys like us can can knock off a day on that route without you know being bent over in pain at the end of the ride i mean it, it was a manageable ride i mean no one's going to mistake us for tour riders out there you know we're not we're not looking at our strava times and say oh yeah you know we're 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 just we're just average joes going out there with a big smile on our face and patting out some miles and um suffering up the hills coasting down hills with big smiles and but you know what it was manageable it wasn't ridiculous there wasn't any hills that had names maybe Mm -hmm. the keokuk hill should probably have a name at the very end, um, that, yeah. that's a na- that should have yeah. a name on that one. That was a the the farewell hill was was a little bit to be reckoned with, but nothing was was too terrible in my book. I don't know. Did you see? You know, I I've I found worse in Keokuk. We we had to peel off the route to get to where we had our car stored, and uh, so we were following the out of state charters, and I think Bransell's charters. Um, took a little different route uh, off the route, and that's where the real hills were, right in the middle yeah. of town. Holy yeah. cow! <laughs> they yeah. just went straight up a bluff, and I'm like, "Well, this might not have been yeah. our best <laughs> idea." Uh, the 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 good part is Google called it fairly flat, um, so I, I think it's just calibrated yeah. for. That's what flat is in Keokuk. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people complain about you know miles. I mean. They're, we're never going to be perfect on them, but like even like the last day, someone said, "Oh, I did an extra ten miles." Um, well, you know, I, I looked back at my ride with GPS on the last day, and it takes off from the from the campground mm-hmm. that's on the western side of town, which is the first campground, and it goes to the dip site. And I mean, it was spot on, sixty three miles with seventeen hundred feet of climb. Now, if you happen to be mm-hmm. your charter was camping at Crapo Park. 
well, we didn't put you there. I mean, that's another seven sure. miles that, that right. your charter or you chose to add those seven miles. They're just bonus miles. You don't, you know, they're free. You don't even have to pay for them. Right. You just get an extra seven, seven <laughs> bonus miles. So, so I mean, it, why it, people complain about mileage? I mean, I've I've ridden centuries. I've ridden Grand Gable, and they advertise as a hundred and two, and it's a hundred and six every time. It's just part of life get over it so so there you know the the best bonus miles that i heard of the week also on ben Kiefer's bike shorts podcast um he talked to one of his teammates who rode 145 on century day hmm. and they're like how on earth did you do 145 um so this this guy a little backstory on him cancer survivor and and uh, really kind of uh wants wanted to put Ragbra out as, as his goal and, and turn his life around with, with Ragbra after his treatment. Um, liked riding that day so much he did the loop. Oh, good for him. Before coming back. Good for him. Like, that's that's yeah. amazing. Um, so to post up 145 on that day, that's... Wow. I'm, you know, I'm going to say not too many people did that. I, I'm, I'm, no. I'm going to say that. And we've got people that are you know, complaining, oh, well, they didn't get their loop patch, and they... I'm like, well, what time did you pull into Honey Creek? Well, we were there at 5:30. It's like, well, the the entire route closes yeah. at six o'clock, so you got to be, you know, there's times that we set for a yeah. reason. The, the, sometimes it gets lost in translation, but I mean, Mark, you worked in an ambulance before, so our ambulance drivers right. are basically working about a 14-hour day straight. So it's 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 right, right. it's the, our our people, our troopers, are out there for a 12 to 14-hour day. It's a long day, mm-hmm. and so to extend it a couple mm-hmm. of hours because, oh, well, it was windy that day. Well, actually, you know what? We looked at the averages throughout the entire week, and they were less than, than average um, headwinds or anything like that. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't a super hilly day. It wasn't a, a super windy day. It was a day of ragbri. And when we say, you know, you got to hit right. this checkpoint by 4 o'clock to receive a patch, we actually kept it open until 4.30, but, you know, the people came in to Honey Creek at 6 o'clock are like, well, you know, it's still light out. Why aren't you open? It's like, well, we, we've we been on the roads <laughs> since 5 o'clock in the morning, and, and, and we'll probably get off at 7, and that's a long enough day. And, you know, that that's why we have those parameters. So, so we don't have – I mean, the other thing that people don't understand is we don't want to leave riders back, you know, if they're 30 miles away from the end town. And we have thousands of riders back there, and one of the riders gets hurt, and they dispatch an ambulance. Well, that takes away an ambulance that mm-hmm. would typically be there when when Aunt Betty is getting some chest pains and calls 911. Now, I'm, I'm going to guess right. there's probably not a whole lot of ambulances in rural Iowa at the, at the drop of a call that are going to respond that are, aren't already responding to that rider. So... So it's important right. that we give these communities back their communities when the route is cleared, that we're not out there clogging up all the other roads, all the, all the gravel around, all, the, you know, all those other things. Let's give them their town back after a reasonable hour. And it, you know what? 12 hours on the, on the route, plenty enough for most people. It should be plenty enough for all. Yep. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, you got uh, you got plenty of time. You got plenty of daylight. Uh, get it done. Yeah. Get it done the way it's supposed to be done. And and, and uh, you know what? There's a pretty good party in the overnight town. If you haven't noticed, 
<laughs> People have some fun. You, you, <laughs> you have done a, a spectacular job of that. Uh, I think we, Jennifer and I had our fair share of uh, of enjoying yeah. that too. I think it was well done this year, and uh, yeah, hats oh. off to the the local committees because it really was a it, it, the whole week was an entire show to to take in. Which Very cool. cool. Very cool. Wow. Well, Murph's got an interview with someone, doesn't she? I heard. Yeah, you know, and Andy Hanshaw from the uh, San Diego County Bike Coalition yeah. um, is on the uh, phone with Murph uh, to talk about his ragbri experience from a Californian's perspective. Um, I think he's fallen in love with this state along with many other people, and and uh, I think uh, he's going to give us uh, his kind of view of, of how his yeah, ride went. Yeah, sounds cool. Let's give a listen. Just Go Bike Podcast listeners, a.k.a. Murph here, and today I'm with Andy from the San Diego Bike Coalition. Hey, Andy. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Well, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to all the podcast listeners who stopped by to say hi throughout RAGBRAI and also at the RAGBRAI Expo. It was so cool to meet all you guys, and I've even gotten some follow-up emails. So thanks for listening to the podcast. It's so awesome. And um, all you listeners, feel free to email us with your potential podcast topics at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. So Andy... You survived your, I think it was your second RAGBRAI, is that true? True. I was uh, I was at RAGBRAI uh, in 2017 as well. Okay. And of course, I've done so many RAGBRAIs that it all kind of blobs together. I don't recall the weather or great towns or all I know is I had a blast. So um, what did you think of 2019? Uh, ditto. I mean, I... Uh, I loved every mile, uh, every bit of it. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's such a memorable experience, unlike anything else. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great week for weather. Uh, the towns were great. Yeah. Just an awesome experience. And, um, I, you know, I did it differently this time. I was with the, a, a little bigger group that, uh, sort of, uh, had an RV at our disposal and, oh, nice. and, uh, bought from town to town, but this time I didn't have that luxury. And, uh, but I did sign up with a, a good charter service and, uh, really enjoyed sort of the, uh, the overnight towns and camping. And, uh, so it was, it was sort of a more solo experience, yeah. but I made, made new friends all along the way and had a great time. Awesome. And maybe had a tailwind or two, the, the rag bribe beer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, yes, I, I, I enjoyed a few of those. <laughs> Uh, well, my reg bri was awesome as well. I was uh, self-contained again this year, so um, I think I was at about 85 pounds of junk gear <laughs> on my bike, which, you know, got, wow. I think it weighed like 8,000 pounds when I was going through Geode State Park, but um, still had a blast. I was able, um, did some RV camping, uh, thanks to the four cheese, and then I also did some hammock camping. And then even uh, scored a few hotels along the week. So it was really a, a fun, interesting, every day was different. Like, you know, I'm sure that you felt the same way. There was just like so much good hospitality in all the towns. It was just great. Oh, yeah. It's such a uh, a great, a great experience. And I, and 
you're right. I think the you know the, the towns just uh, go all out. Yeah. And um, you know, it's so much fun to to roll through them. But it was some of that, you know, I was saying like some of the best things about Ragbrier, the things you don't know uh, that are ahead of you. Right. Um, the offshoots, the little road signs. Um, you know, a free beer here can, you know, uh, lead to, you know, new friends and, uh, new conversations and, and, uh, you know, just, just, uh, really nice people everywhere. But the, the unexpected is what I really like as well. Yeah. <laughs> my, my two favorite things to see on Ragbri, uh, the first one is when you see a sign that says reduced speed ahead, because uh-huh. then I know we're getting close to a town we're like, yes, yeah. we made it. And yeah. then my other favorite thing to see is the smoke coming up from the Mr. Pork Chop bus. You know, they're making the I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat pork chops. I'm sorry, Matt. But but seeing that sight of like, oh, my gosh, you know, we see the smoke. Next thing we're going to see the pink bus. Then we're going to see the Iowa beer bus and the sassy lemonades. And it's kind of a little town between towns. So. Um, and I believe I saw you there at least once where we kind of hung out for a while. Yeah, the uh, the Iowa beer bus has uh, become one of my happy places, yeah. uh, and uh, I look forward to it. Well, every year now, yeah. and uh, or every year I can, and uh, I just love it. I like the people, uh, and uh, it's just a, a great little sort of mid route hangout place. Yeah, we got to give a and, shout out uh, to Mr. Mike Mott and Pumpkin yep. and yep. Uh, Tim and Audrey at the Sassy Place. Those guys are awesome. So yeah. So I'm assu- new friends. I'm assuming, you know, uh, I don't know if you've cycled in Iowa other than on Ragbri, but um, you live in California. Is that true? Yes, San okay. Diego. San Diego. Okay. So how is cycling different in California versus Iowa? Well, uh, you know, based on my uh, my Ragbri experiences, which is you know, sort of my my only I- Iowa riding mm-hmm. uh, experience. I mean, it's it's you know night and day. It's uh, it was rural versus urban. Um, you know, I'm I'm now in a you know a city of you know a million plus or right. three million in the county, and it's uh, it's it's a different, completely different experience. And so um, I I live in an uh, an urban uh, neighborhood, and I commute to downtown. Um, you know, which is, which is a pretty busy place. The good news is, is, um, uh, we're making it better and better all the time for bicycling. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, my work as executive director with the San Diego County Bicycle Coalition, uh, for the last seven years has been, uh, to help make some of those changes happen through advocacy. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, more connected, protected bike lanes, uh, have popped up and, and more to come. And uh, that's resulting in more people on bikes and uh, good things for for the environment. And, uh, you know, the, the, the reason we all love bikes uh, for our good health and, and uh, just feeling good about ourselves. But the, having a, a safer uh, environment for that makes all the difference. And uh, things are getting better all the time here. So, But it is very different from Iowa. And, uh, you know, I think... Uh, you know, we'll continue to, you know, push for, for all the, 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 the great things for uh, safe infrastructure. Awesome. Well, do you remember how you first got into bicycling or, or how you, how it became a part of your lifestyle now? Yeah. So, um, I was, a 
addictive runner for many years. Mm. Um, and, uh, after my 10th and my 10th marathon, I thought uh, that's it for me. Um, I, I need to switch over. And, um, I, I, you know, I've, uh, was kind of following, at, uh, the tour de France and, uh, Lance Armstrong and sort of all of that movement at the time, uh, raised a bunch of money, uh, for the Livestrong foundation did one of the rides. And then I just got, I got hooked, uh, and just started riding more miles all the time, mm-hmm. more recreationally than anything else. Um, you know, I wasn't involved in advocacy or anything like that. Um, but I just started riding and really enjoying it. And San Diego is just a beautiful place, um, to ride along the coast or our San Diego Bay. And I started riding the San Diego Bay a lot. There's a 25 mile sort of, uh, route called the Bayshore Bikeway here, which is just a, a gem of a bike route. Mm-hmm. And um, goes through five cities and it, it connects and uh, it's mostly separated. And um, I started to ride it. And then I started to think about what an organized ride might look like uh, on that route. And so I actually started my own uh, organized one day bike ride um, called Bike the Bay. Oh, and nice. um, on August 25th, it'll be our 12th year. I was just going to say, does that ride still exist? <laughs> It's our 12th year on August 25th. So um, I connected with the Bike Coalition here uh, to help me sort of put that event together. Uh, And I give all the credit in the world to Kathy Keehan, who my predecessor as executive director, who sort of helped me figure out how in the world we were going to do this the first time. And, and, uh, you know, the first time we did it and uh wasn't wasn't entirely smooth as first time events go mm-hmm. we learned a lot uh, made a few uh mistakes along the way but uh we pulled it off with 1800 people oh my and, gosh um, that's amazing first year yeah because the the ride route ex- uh, really offers a really unique and rare experience to actually pedal over the the San Diego Coronado bridge mm. um if you're familiar with San Diego there's a 2 mile bridge it's actually a state highway um, that connects San Diego to the city of Coronado. And, uh, it's this beautiful scene up top, but it's, it's never anything but a car bridge, um, except for my ride now, which is one time a year. So, um, we, uh, now work with our state, uh, DOT to, to get a permit to, to allow people to ride over that bridge once a year. Wow. And, uh, and it's a, it's a great experience. So, like I said, so now um, through that effort, we've raised uh, well over uh, half a million dollars for the the bike coalition, um, and uh, continue to do so or do so annually. Just raise raise money for the for the bike coalition, and through that whole experience, um, I, I eventually became the executive director here too. So awesome! Uh, what we do is uh, you know, we sort of boil it down to three things: we advocate, we educate, we celebrate. Uh, bicycling and uh and uh, it's a really rewarding experience and now the the, the two ride the ride and, and the bike coalition and me are all sort of connected and and right. uh it's great so um love uh love it and uh our, our rides uh has grown to over uh three three thousand plus now oh my gosh and when did year. you say the date was august 25th august 25th Sun- sunday morning yep and are you still accepting registrations? We are, and uh, we will be 
uh, up to the event day, um, and you can register and learn everything at uh, bikethebay.net. And it's a super fun ride. It's meant to be a casual, non-competitive, mini rag ride day. (laughs) With beautiful Um, views. Beautiful views. (laughs) uh, Our own version of a beer garden uh, at the finish. Awesome. So you've got to actually get get through your ride. Yeah. Um, Food, bands, the whole thing. So uh, it's it's a great time, and we get all kinds of folks at all ages so um it, it's uh, a lot of families and uh, people just come out and enjoy a beautiful day on the bay awesome and like you said it's connected uh to san diego bicycle coalition because that's mm-hmm. where you are the executive director right. um, can you give us some more details about you know your role there stuff you do sure. for san diego you know maybe your some of your staff or just to kind of give us an idea of what happens there yeah so um we are a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization that um, works to uh, make bicycling better uh, throughout all of San Diego County, um, which includes uh, 13 cities. So uh, we cover a, a large area um, to make biking uh, a safe, accessible um and uh, enjoyable option for transportation and recreation. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we, our role is, is really to get behind uh, projects that we know uh, are going to improve bicycling conditions, get more people uh, riding um, and, and uh, you know, really make it better for, for everyone to consider bicycling a- as an option. And um yeah, I think we've been pretty effective at it. Um, I'm sitting here downtown, and uh, as I speak, uh, we're actually uh, implementing a nine-mile uh, protected bikeway network Ooh. Uh, all throughout the downtown area. So um, it's really exciting to see it. I like came back from Ragbri, and there's two new streets done. So um, it's uh, it's that's it's it, and it's a protected bike lane. So uh, if you're familiar with your just standard painted bike lane it, it takes it a step further with some some bollards or some parked cars or things that physically protects mm-hmm. a bicyclist um, from any moving traffic so um we're excited uh, that's just one example of sort of the many the many projects we're getting behind all the time and so we show up at council hearings and uh uh you know county hearings and anywhere we can sort of uh, uh put in a strong word for for safe, connected bike infrastructure and projects that are going to improve bicycling uh, wherever it is. And I've never actually bicycled in San Diego. I actually, I hate to say this, but I don't think I've ever been to San Diego. Is that terrible? I know. (laughs) So when you, um, you know, for somebody like me who's going, let's say I'm going to come visit and I'm going to Uh be biking, I'm assuming that it's like any major city where you do have trails available, you have sharrows, you have protected bike lanes, you have a little bit of everything for any style rider. Is that true? Uh, That is very true. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know that actually um, there are good trails in San Diego County. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a mountain bike association here that actually works really hard on that as well as partners of ours. And uh, we we sort of handle all the uh, the city stuff. But um, it's 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 great. We have something for everyone. Um, We've got, you know, uh, great riding along our beaches. 
um, along our coastline. And as I just said, now, you know, more urban sort of safe environments to ride to. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's getting better all the time. And, and uh, we're starting to see a lot more people ride. Um, and, uh, and not just because of the infrastructure, but now, you know, as in, in a lot of cities, uh, bikes and scooters that are dockless uh, are, are easy to find. Yeah. Um, which is sort of the, the bike share phenomenon that that sort of caught on and turned into scooters and some other options, but, um, it's all good. Cause it's, it's getting less people, uh, uh driving all the time and, and giving people mobility options. And, uh, it's a, it's a great, uh, great city, great County to, to really explore, um, by bike. And, um, we promote that as well. And, and sort of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great bike travel destination, um, which is something else I'm involved in. And I got through uh, with the help of RAGRIDE to be involved with the Bike Tourism Network. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's all about promoting one-day events, multi-day events, rides like RAGBRAI, um on a national scale. And, and we have an annual conference every year in November uh, to invite all the, the folks who organize rides, events, uh, uh, tours, um you name it. And uh, it's a great conference. And I want to put a plug in for the bike tourism national bicycle tourism conference, uh, in early November. And this year we're headed back to San Antonio, mm-hmm. uh, for that conference. And I think if anybody does any of those things, they should look that up and, uh, and join us in November. It's a, it's a great learning experience and really fun, uh, conference. National bicycle touring network. Tourism. Tourism. Uh, yeah. It's the national, but you can just Google it or look it up. National Bicycle Tourism Conference. Okay. Um, the folks, uh, TJ and the folks that, that uh, organize RAGBRAI are involved, and uh, I'm involved as well as a board member. So uh, it's a great organization. It's a great conference, and uh, we would love to see uh, more new tours, more one-day rides. Mm-hmm. Or if you're just curious about starting your own ride, um, there is no better place to be. Uh, than this conference. You'll learn a ton and meet new people that, that are resources for you. Awesome. That's great. Yep. Um, and you had mentioned when we were out on RAGBRAI, uh, besides Bike the Bay, there are uh, a couple other events that I thought would be worth telling listeners about uh, that you're also part of. Well, uh, I put on Bike the Bay every year. Um, you know, uh, I mentioned the Bike, bike Tourism Conference. Um there's all kinds of, uh, you know, rides and events here in San mm-hmm. Diego, uh, that we promote through our website mm-hmm. at the bike, at the bike coalition. So, um, you know, there's, there's probably an organized ride here almost every weekend, especially in the summertime. Mm-hmm. What's your, uh, what's your website? Uh, people can go to find out different events. Yeah. SD bike coalition, uh, dot org. And, um, yeah, our Facebook page is uh, SD Bike Coalition, and and uh, we usually that's very current and up to date with what's happening, um, and and uh, and check it out. So um, we uh, one event I really like to to do also, and it's part of a bigger movement, uh, not just nationally but worldwide. It's called Open Street Events, mm-hmm. um, and we put on one here called Ciclos Dias where we uh, take every year, we take a different part of the city. Uh, we close it off to cars. Uh, we clear it of cars. And 
and it's about a you know three four mile right route mostly through a business area uh and and the commercial area that that it's only open to people biking walking skating rolling um it's all car free for for six hours on a sunday um and it's an amazing experience uh, it's it's kind of a one day roll through a rag town kind of thing yeah um but we set it up here as part of a, an open streets movement. It's called Cyclist Dias, and it's on October 27th uh, this year, which is a Sunday. And it's it's a really fun thing to come check out and do. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool, especially and it's to be... Yeah, completely free. Yeah. Oh, um, the event well. is free. Awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, as far as you personally, um, do you have any other biking adventures planned besides Ragbri? Uh. Probably not so much this year. Ragbri was my big goal yeah. to get back to this year, and I'm uh, check that one off. Um, I do uh, I do a little bike packing um, and you know overnight stuff yeah. um, here in San Diego, which I really enjoy. Um, a lot of our coastal camp uh, grounds have hiker biker sites, um, you know, which where you can just roll up to and. Uh, you know, if you tote your own gear, it's uh, you set up your own camp. It's uh, it's really beautiful uh, on the ocean, and uh, those little trips, uh, I try to find uh, weekends to do those whenever I can. So yeah. those are those are great. Um, and uh, I I'll do another. I do an annual century ride that uh, in my hometown in Tucson, Arizona, every year too. So I'm looking forward to that. That's in November, um, called El Tour to Tucson, but. But beyond that, you know, I'll just look for uh, little road trips whenever I can take them sure. uh, for this year. And we'll see what next year brings. Awesome. And those little trips are just as awesome as a big, long. I mean, just being able to throw a few things on your bike and go, it's ugh, yeah, it changes it's your really mind. It's really great. Yeah. It does. And it really, um, it's just sort of freeing and, and uh well, you know, and uh, and it's just so great to be out there on your own or with a couple friends, right? Uh, and just uh, rolling and camping and stopping, right? Um, supporting businesses—it's all really fun. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I didn't know this answer, but how do you see bis- bicycling continue to fit into your future? <laughs> uh, for the rest of my life. Yeah. And uh, you know, until I can't uh, ride anymore. But um, you know, I. I it's, it's gonna, it's a part of me and, uh, and I'm very lucky and fortunate, uh, to do what I do and, uh, to enjoy, you know, all the, the benefits and obviously, um, staying healthy and, and, uh, but it's extremely rewarding, uh, in the advocacy side of things too. Uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of hard work. Um, there are, there are, you know, sort of, battles to be fought when you're talking about creating uh bike lanes and some bikeways but it's all very good and um you know it'll it'll be a part of me for a long time uh whether i'm you know i'm doing this but it'll always be uh biking will still be with me whatever i decide to do right and the stuff you're doing now is going to uh, work well for the future of the young cyclists who are out there now who will someday be the same age we are in biking so it's yeah it's awesome it's good to think about sort of what we're doing now is for the future yeah um and uh you know there's a it's uh 
this downtown plan uh, with those cycle tracks is really about the future and, and accommodating, you know, uh, a lot of growth that they're projecting. And they just uh, they need to provide mobility options for people uh, in an urban dense environment. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully listeners have caught on to a few of our websites that we did shout outs on, but for sure, sdbikecoalition.org. If you want to learn more about San Diego, maybe people even want to move to your town now to, (laughs) or city, I guess you'd call it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, find me, uh, you know, uh, check in if you're going to do that. I'd, uh, love to connect and, um, yeah, Ragbri is kind of one big ginormous family, right? Yeah. So um, happy to uh, to connect and ride with anybody that's uh, that's listening. Awesome. So yeah, if there's any listeners out there that want to plan a trip to San Diego, I I might jump on with you and go visit Andy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and hopefully uh, you have a couple more Ragbri's on your schedule for the next couple of years. Oh yeah, uh, and hopefully more than that. It's uh, yeah. it's it's on my mind uh, all the time. So um, thank you for for chatting. Sure, you bet, you bet. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Drew Houston. Instead of trying to make your life perfect, give yourself the freedom to make it an adventure and go ever upward. Think about it. And welcome to the first post-Ragbri Parrot Talk of 2019. If that doesn't make sense, don't worry. It doesn't make sense to me either. I'm suffering from an acute case of Ragbri brain. Things are going a little weird upstairs right now, but we are happy about it. It was a fantastic Ragbri. I nearly lost my voice, so we're doing the best with what we got here. I was just so excited. It was so much fun to meet everybody who came up and said hello to myself, Murph, TJ, and Mark. Um, thank you for doing that. Thanks for all the selfies. Thanks for all the nice words. And I love meeting all of my pe- fellow people who enjoy cycling as much as I do. I hope you all had a great time out there on the ride. I sure did, even though I wasn't riding. It was fantastic. Um, so, but slightly cooked from being out in the sun for so long. It is a little bit, it's nice to be back in the office. Air conditioning, what a concept. What a world we live in, I love this. Um, But I do miss all the people, all the friends, all the family, Um, just getting out there and seeing all the cool towns and locations in Iowa that we would never see without Ragbri. But enough about me. I'm here to do a parrot talk. I'm here to talk about cycling. I got this question literally months ago um, and never answered it because I was too crazy busy. Um, And I thought the question does apply to RAGBRAI, but I think it kind of also applies more broadly to cycling in events in general. So let me read the question to you and you can be the judge. It's from a guy named Tom, five-time RAGBRAI rider, probably now six-time RAGBRAI rider. Um, And he also rode the Baycoon ride and he wore his 2019 jersey on the Baycoon ride and out of thousands of riders on Baycoon I appeared I being Tom appeared to be the only one wearing it so that raised a question in my mind is it bad karma to wear the current year's ragbri jersey on a ride before ragbri uh 
Well, let me tell you. First of all, I'm kind of biased. And I like to wear my Ragbar jersey. The minute that I get it, I'll be wearing it around the office or like, you know, just for fun. It's kind of, you know, my thing. But bad is it bad karma to wear an event jersey before the event actually happens? Personally, beyond my role in Ragbri, I would say no because I like to get hyped for stuff. I like to get excited about the ride and, um, you know, and see if there's anybody else out there who might be also looking forward to the ride and ready to go. Because how else are you going to know, besides talking to people, how if they're going to come on the ride, you know? And I don't always just initiate conversations with random strangers. Now, I do sometimes. But, you know, it's just an easy way to say, hey, guess what? I'm going to go on this cool ride. Would you also like to go? Are you also going on that cool ride? Or you might be a first-timer. If you have any questions, approach me. And if you're not willing, if you're wearing that event jersey before the event happens, and you're not willing to take questions about that event, you might want to wear a different jersey. I will say it that way. Because um, it is kind of a big flag saying, hey, hey, I'm pumped about this ride. Let's talk about it. So I guess it depends on what your interpretation of bad karma is. Um, for me, I've only ever got good karma from it. Um, and I enjoy, I love going out on the bike trails before Ragby or another event and seeing that event's jerseys out there. It's so much fun, like, just to see people getting excited and the group excitement for the ride. Um, I also am someone who doesn't think that it's bad karma or a bad idea to wear an uh, event jersey on the during the event itself. Some people think it's really nerdy to wear, say, your Ragbri 2019 jersey or your Baycoon jersey the day of the event. I cordially disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, you're wearing spandex or lycra or whatever. You're wearing a bike jersey. You're already looking a little bit nerdy, to be honest. But cyclists embrace that nerdiness. That's one of my favorite things about cyclists is they embrace that weirdness, the fun side of cycling, wearing extremely bright colors that you might not wear in your normal life. So get beyond that. Move away from that. You're not 13 anymore. You don't have to care how, quote unquote, nerdy you look. I like nerds, okay? All my friends who used to be nerds in high school are making a lot more than me, I'm telling you that. So, you know, wear that jersey. I mean, and Ragbri has a day specifically when you're supposed to wear the event jersey. So, you know, wear it. Wear it as many times as you want, although I would suggest washing it in between times wearing it on Ragbri, at least minimally in a plastic bag with soap. So there's a little tip for you. So yeah, that's my parrot talk for today. I'm kind of keeping it short and sweet because my voice is only going to last for so long. Um, I know a lot of you out there who went on Ragbri have the same thing I get, which is the post-Ragbri blues. I encourage you to overcome that by going out and cycling some more. Uh, Nothing is the same as Ragbri, but nothing will make you feel a little bit more at home than going out and going on your bike. Um, If you don't want to, you know, If you keep your toothbrush in a bag a couple days before and after, and if you, you know, only shower a little bit before and after, it'll make you feel a little bit more like you're on Ragbri. Um, And if you just see any passersby and you yell at them where you're from, you know, that'll help. Uh, Listening to your favorite cycling podcast, that'll help. Uh, Eating an inordinate amount of food, that will help. Uh, You know, I wouldn't, I never shy away from eating a ton of food after a big bike ride. Because your metabolism is still up. 
you'll stop feeling hungry when it's time to back down again. So have that second piece of pie. Enjoy yourself. Remember your good memories. And I'll see you out there on the road. Also, Pear Talk's still alive and well. You know, we are. I took a couple weeks off because of Wrecked by Craziness, but I'm back, baby. So send me your emails, send me your tweets at ragbri underscore Andrea or at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm a little rusty. You see, I almost messed up there, but I got you. Um, or you can email me at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, and I can't wait to hear from you. Have a great day. Okay, we've come to the end of yet another edition of the Jisco Bike Podcast, post Ragbri edition. So, yes, Ragbri 47's in the book. No, we don't know where it's going next year. No, we don't even want to talk about it yet. <laughs> Let's give it a rest a little bit. So, um, but hey, we appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully, all these leading up to Ragbri got you a little bit excited. I know we did a lot of cool uh, preview editions and, and this wrap up one, but. Um, thank you again. Like Mark had mentioned, we had quite a few people pop in and say, Hey, aren't you, aren't you parrot talker? Aren't you morphology? Aren't you, aren't you Mark Wyatt? Um, so thank you. Uh, we've got a lot of, of, of fans we didn't even know about out there that have come up and said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the podcast. And, um, I talked to several people too, that said, Hey, keep doing what you're doing. It's really enjoyable. I, I, I listen to your podcasts cutting the lawn or or on on my trainer or or whatever so uh appreciate you tuning in each and every week and uh this podcast couldn't be possible without some great love from some sponsors who are those mark think iowa city and it's curious surrounding communities uh, september 14th is the kickoff i believe for jingle cross so if you're looking for a party on top of mount Crumpet, seeing the best cyclocross racers in the world uh, race this World Cup event, come out to Jingle Cross in Iowa City. Bikes to you. Uh, if you're looking for a, a Reg Bright Charter for next year, I uh, believe it's the one Andy Hanshaw, our guest, was on. Um, look no further than Bikes to You and Reg Bright Style. Uh, they got a lot of options for you to, uh, to uh, enjoy your ride with year round. Uh, and then finally, Primal Wear. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, apparel, if you saw something cool on Ragbri and you think my team needs that too, that's your one-stop shopping for custom bike jerseys, shorts, and apparel. Check out Primal Wear. Very cool. All great companies. We appreciate them supporting the Just Go Bike podcast. We've been at this for a, for a long time, and we hope to do it for many more editions. But I'm going to take next week off. need to get a little R&R, maybe ride my bike a little bit now. So if I don't talk to you uh, for a week or so, you know why. I'll be out there doing what you were just doing for the last week or so. So um, any words of wisdom to leave our great listeners with, Mark? No, we'll keep the light on for you. I think that's no problem there. We'll we'll keep the show rolling along. But, uh, yeah, at this point, don't forget to get your bike tuned up and get back on the road. Um, Still plenty of bicycling to do this year and, and enjoy it.
Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.